0: Mr. Stephen Allens, somenews.co.uk, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Some News podcast number 31. (laughs) Yep, sorry for the delay, but it's been a tricky podcast to put together this time. Well, look at the stories that have been in the news. It's been Syria, the Leveson Inquiry, Greece got another bailout and a Costa cruise ship got stranded. I mean, I have covered all of those stories all before. (laughs) Exactly. If I do stuff on those stories, this podcast will have more repeats than the BBC. (laughs) No, no, I'm I'm sure there are new episodes of Dad's Army on every weekend. Anyway, in this edition, it's been a bad time for the Tories. It's been a bad time for Talisa. And it's sixth the time for pandas. Oh yeah. Let's crack on. Mr. Stephen Allens, some news podcast, The Main News. It's not been a good time for the Conservative Party. They've been as popular as Samantha Brick in a well anywhere, to be honest. Uh, it's been a series of problems, so let's go through some of them. It was embarrassment for the Tories when we found out that for 250,000 pounds, you could buy access to David Cameron. It was embarrassment for the Lib Dems when we heard that Nick Clegg paid it. Uh, a quarter of a million would buy you dinner with David Cameron. That's quite a lot of money, but with the price of pasties these days, you know. Uh, it was former Tory party treasurer Peter Cruddas who was secretly recorded offering access, and he said... In fact, some of our bigger donors have been for dinner in Number 10 Downing Street uh, in the Prime Minister's private apartment wow. with Samantha. You get dinner with David and Samantha. I can't be the only one thinking, how much extra do you have to pay to make it just dinner with Samantha Cameron? My, she's a handsome woman. Oh, she's like a fit Miranda. I've got to be honest, I have a weakness for the posh ladies. You're not going to catch crabs from a woman like that. You'll catch lobster. I don't know what that means. Uh, Peter Crudders also said... We'll listen to you and we'll put it into the policy committee at number 10. We feed all feedback into the policy committee. Any feedback from dinner goes to the policy committee. Right, let's start this policy committee meeting. First order of business. There was too much salt in the soup. What? It came at a bad time as they were already getting bad press because of their budget. I thought we'd try and do some analysis of the details of how it affects you. You know, like they do on the news. Uh, so Osborne said he had no plans to stop the increase in fuel duty in August. He also put 5p on a pint of beer. So this budget was bad news for drink drivers. Hang on, that's, that's not how they do it, is it? Uh, VAT was added to hot snacks, like pasties from Greg's. And this got people angry. You know what, no one would have really minded this if it didn't happen in the same budget that the 50p rate for top taxpayers was dropped to 45p. But Osborne said that the 50p rate encouraged tax avoidance. And he's fixed that now, because this will happen. Yes, you? what, what? Pay a 50% tax rate? I think I'd rather avoid such a thing and keep the funds for myself. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's 45%. Well, pass me my chequebook. Osborne was also saying that the 50p rate was stopping entrepreneurialism in the UK. Yep, I could see that too. He's made a good pitch, but will the Dragons want to invest? Let me tell you where I'm at. You've got a good product, a good business plan. I think you're going to make a lot of money. But if I invest and this does well, I'll have to pay 50p in the pound instead of 45p, so I'm out. George was also accused of a granny tax, the age-related tax-free allowance was scrapped. It's because we're an aging population and with more and more pensioners, it's an expensive section of society. But then he also put 37p on a packet of cigarettes. Do you want us to die young or not? Come on. And then there was the petrol issue. Fuel tanker drivers voted for a walkout, which is the closest thing to exercise most of them will get, but, and this is important, there was no date set for this walkout. Nevertheless, the government started to prepare. There may be a strike that we make sure that the army is training uh, drivers that could uh, secure supplies to petrol stations. Petrol tanker drivers go on strike and they send in the army. Why didn't they do that when the teachers went on strike? Right then, you horrible lot. Today, we are learning about maths. If you've got 1,000 soldiers and only five pairs of boots, why are we always fighting in deserts? Cameron also said... Of course people should take uh, sensible precautions. If there's an opportunity to top up your tank, if a strike is potentially on the way, then it's a sensible thing if you're able uh, to do that. The government said we should fill up. And that's what we did. There was panic buying at the forecourts, and I have to admit, I was just as guilty as the next man. I did some panic buying, like the government told me to. I went to the petrol station. I didn't need any petrol, so I just panic bought sweets... I need sweets. Give me some sweets. Oh, sweeties. I've now got a jerry can full of haribo at home. That was the other part of the advice from the government. Francis Maud said that we should keep petrol in a jerry can at home. What could possibly go wrong with keeping a highly flammable spirit in your house? This fireman can tell us. We received reports of a fire in a kitchen where also somebody had been burnt as a result of that fire. It was tea time at the the property. Um, People were cooking the evening meal. And the lady involved was also decanting petrol from um, a petrol can to a glass jug. A lot of people have been unkind about this woman who set herself on fire. But how was she to know? She, She was talked into dealing with a dangerous chemical in her own house by the government with no preparation. I I used to work in the chemical industry straight out of university. And before you could go near any chemical, you have to fill out a health and safety form and get a safety data sheet about that chemical that tells you what to do with it. Health and safety was so tight They genuinely had a data sheet for water. Here it is. It says water, chemical name, dihydrogen oxide. That's how I call it these days. Uh, Section three, hazard info. No mutagenic properties, no carcinogenic properties, non-irritant. And then in section four, first aid, it says what to do if you get any in your eyes? Rinse thoroughly with water. You're making it worse. So there we have it. Petrol, pasties, bribery, granny tax and helping the rich. Oh, and they set someone on fire by proxy. You know when they said they were in government to make unpopular choices? They really meant it. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. The scandal in the world of celebs as another sex tape came out. Don't worry, it's not my sex tape. I would release one, but the most recent footage of me having sex is on cine film, and you have to pay to get it converted. I suppose that's not actually true. There must be more up-to-date footage of me having sex because they've got CCTV around the back of Mecca Bingo. Anyway, uh, it's Talisa from End Ups. She described it as a tape of her having an intimate moment with an ex. And it was intimate. In one close-up, you see Talisa next to a massive cock. It's just like when she was on X Factor. Straight away, Talisa posted a video on YouTube apologising to her fans. She said... The reason behind this video is to set the record straight on a certain tape that has been circulating online that consists of footage between me and an ex-boyfriend. Footage between you? It's inchage at best, love. As you know, I've never been the type, regardless of being in the public eye, to sit down and keep my mouth shut. That's certainly not what she did in the video. When you share an intimate moment with someone that you love and you care about and you trust, you never imagine for one minute that that footage may at any point be shared with the rest of the UK. Well, don't film it then. He said it was filmed on her phone, she said it was filmed on his. It doesn't matter. If you're having sex, you shouldn't be on your phone. It's impolite. (coughs) Look, can you just put your phone down? When I said I wanted you to play on Snake... It's bad enough when someone gets their phone out in a conversation, but if you're in the middle of an intimate moment and your partner starts checking tweets... Having sex, lol. Might close my eyes and pretend I'm with Samantha Brick again. Winky smiley face, send. If you're not allowed to use your phone when you drive, you shouldn't be allowed to use it during sex. It's because you might get distracted and accidentally rear-end someone. I'm talking about driving. Uh, newspapers reported that Talisa was suing her ex for £100,000 over the leaked sex tape. It's £100,000 to film sex with Talisa, but it's £250,000 for dinner with David Cameron. I hope at least he puts out at the end. For the record, I haven't seen Talisa's sex tape. It's not because I'm prudish. It's because you have to pay £3.90 to see it, and I'm Northern. I'm not gonna pay for it. I'll just wait till it's on Griff Jones's jones version of It'll Be Alright on the Night. far we have seen clips of people stumbling over their lines struggling to get their mouths around it well in our next clip quite the opposite the some podcast here's a question What's scottish popular and makes you think about mating if you just answered george galloway turn off now never come back don't want your sort around here uh, it's pandas edinburgh zoo has the only giant pandas in the uk i'm not sure if they were giant pandas when they got here but you know what the diet is like up there Uh, And the good news is, they might be mating soon. I don't know if you know this, but the female panda is only in the mood for sex for about three days out of the whole year. Birthday, Christmas and Valentine's, yeah? Sounds normal. These are three days in a row that are the only time that she can get pregnant. If that's the case, why aren't pandas slags? They have the rhythm method handed to them on a plate. Pandas can have as much sex as they want without the risk of her getting pregnant. Finally, that eat, shoots and leaves joke would make sense. Zoo officials in Scotland have opened a love tunnel between the enclosures of the male and female pandas in a bid to encourage mating, and they've turned off the panda cam that allows people to watch pandas online, because these pandas wouldn't want their intimate moment to end up on the web. They're not cheap. <coughs> to Lisa. <coughs> the zoo said that despite encouraging signs and some wrestling, they have not mated so far. They're wrestling? Chuck some jelly in there and the magic will happen. They think no cameras and a bit of wrestling will get them in the mood. I don't think that's enough to float anyone's boat. So I put the question to Twitter, what gets you in the mood for some lovin'? Here are some of the answers. Anonymous says, nice music to slow dance to, and then snuggle to. It's always what's done before that makes what comes after the best. That sounds uh, quite romantic. Um, At underscore Steve underscore zero says, rohypnol. That's not romantic. At Tricky said, wouldn't dream of sharing what gets me in the mood for loving with Twitter world. Lol. No, you're you're right in case we all write it down and use your weakness against you. Uh, At Elliot T. Duke said, a big bushy beard. Then let me point you in the direction of Samantha Brick. Chris underscore Alex. Well, it's not chewing bamboo. (laughs) Good. It's good that you're not turned on by chewing bamboo. That would be... Very wrong. Uh, At Lee's JW32, my horniness comes and goes at random times. Blime, that'll keep us guessing, won't it? Flip Ash says, I hear pandas love the sound of Barry White and Black to get them in the mood. i see what you did there, doing your panda puns. Exploding Walrus says, Marvin Gaye, I'm assuming you mean the music, not the man, otherwise you are going to struggle from now on. Jay says, what gets me in the mood is a willing woman, and that's all it takes. Good standards, good standards. And at Paula underscore Jane underscore, well, for me, if the chemistry is there, it doesn't take much. Getting up close and personal, hugs and kisses, works. But you need there to be some chemistry. Let me tell you this, when I was at university, I did a degree in chemistry. That's right, ladies. Oh, yeah. The SomeNews.co.uk podcast. Normally, this is where we do the letters section, but I didn't want this to be a podcast that was too full of politics, so I saved this bit till the end. Um, There's been a lot of talk about privatisations in the news. So let's let's go through it and look at what the headlines have had to say. Let's start with a headline from the Mirror. Toll Road UK. Tory road sell-off will hit drivers in the pocket. The government has come up with plans to let private businesses buy our roads. Good idea. Because privatising things has never caused any trouble, has it? (coughs) Post office. (coughs) No, privatising... Always works. <coughs> Trains. <Trends. coughs> Privatisation is always a good idea. <coughs> Utility companies screwing us up the bump. <coughs> the plan is to allow sovereign wealth funds from countries such as China to lease roads in England. That'll be confusing because they drive on the wrong side for a start. And made in China is always a good thing. I mean, they use lead paint on toys for our kids. So I'm sure the road safety won't be a problem. It could mean more toll roads. Have you ever been on the M6 toll road? I went on it once. I stopped at the Norton Cane services and bought a sandwich. Service area price food on a toll road. I'm still paying off that credit card bill for that one, Jeez. Sadly, the M6 toll road wasn't the success they thought it was gonna be. It currently carries about half the volume of traffic they said it would. So these other toll roads might not fare any better. They won't have the M6 toll's main selling point. For £5.50, you cannot go near Birmingham. It could also see sponsorship on our roads. Road signs that say slow 50 mile an hour max on tight corners could be replaced by signs about 200 yards later that say, have you had an accident? Call lawyers for money on 0800 blah blah blah. The Prime Minister's plan, modelled on the funding of the mains water and sewage network, would see sovereign wealth funds and pension funds, given the right to lease roads over long periods. It's a plan that's based on sewage. Well, our roads are pretty shit anyway, but still. Uh, There will be no tolls on existing roads, but if the road companies create extra capacity by adding lanes to existing roads, uh, then they will be entitled to charge for them. Are they saying there could be a toll lane? Hmm, interesting. I don't like the idea of getting charged to use the outside lane, but if you could charge people using the middle lane, it might stop those drivers just sit there doing 40 and it... Of course, the problem is, as soon as you start to have toll roads, the old roads will be left to ruin, and only rich people will get the good roads. And if poor people are the ones left suffering congestion and potholes, the Jeremy Carl show will have to start like an hour later, because the guests won't get there on time. David Cameron said, Why is it that other infrastructure, for example water, is funded by private sector capital through privately owned, independently regulated utilities, but roads in Britain call on public finance for funding? Don't base it on the water system. We'll end up with companies making millions while my small little Yaris gets lost on a leak off the A12. At the same time, I see that we need to find a way to cut congestion, lower carbon emissions. So if you charge people to drive, it'll make more people use the trains, right? Right? Headline from The Independent. Peak rail passengers face paying even more. The government came up with new plans about how to sort out our railways. They said that within the next few years, they will stop fares going up by more than inflation. And how will they do this? They'll do it by charging people more. They plan to bring in new peak time fare rises in their bid to bring down prices. And it'll work. If you want to travel on a train at a time when it is no use to anyone, your ticket won't be too expensive soon. But if you actually want to use the train in a practical way, bend over. The government are looking for ways to get fewer people to use trains at peak rush hour times. Well, making millions of people unemployed is a darn good start. Another gem that came out of their plans is they want to close ticket offices. We'd have to buy our tickets from places like post offices. And remember, over the last few years, hundreds of post offices have closed. So that's another great way to stop people using trains. In fact, it's the small rural post offices that closed. So if you want to buy a train ticket, you'll have to go into a big town or city, which is only one short train ride. Oh. Fares were already higher during the 7am till 11am and 4 till 7pm rush hours, and now we'll have super peak prices for half-hour time slots within those periods. The tickets will be so expensive, they shouldn't sell them in a post office. They should sell them in banks. Ah, yes, sit down, yes. Now, tell me, you're interested in buying a super peak train ticket? Uh. Yes. And would that be secured or unsecured? I'm sorry, I don't... Well, we'll need to do a credit check on you and you'll need at least a 20% deposit. But I thought I could just... And you can pay it off over 25 years. And there's your ticket. It's for the journey. Ms Greening also announced plans for more smart ticketing, basically expanding the Oyster card system that you use in London. And this is the one that worries me. If you forget to tap out as you get off the train, at the moment they will charge you maximum fare, which would be Zone 6. If it goes nationwide and you don't tap out, they'll stick you with a return to Land's End. Most worrying of all is the plan to get rid of staff at train stations and replace them with automated ticket machines. If they do that, there'll be no one there to do the announcement where they're technically apologising, but they don't sound like they're really sorry at all. What are you going to do about it? You'll just have to wait on the platform t- in while you await the delayed 13.50 to hull expected whenever we feel like it. And there'll be no buffet service on the train as the staff are feeling a bit tired today. Fancy a sit down. Thank you. Bob Crow, General Secretary of the RMT Rail Union, said, The train operators have been given a green light to rob passengers blind to travel on overcrowded and unsafe trains in the name of private profit. But even if they were given a red light, they're good at ploughing right through it. So they're pricing us off the roads by privatisation and pricing us off the trains. But at least they're not trying to mess with anything that's a matter of life and death, right? Right? Headline from the Financial Times. Emergency 999 call centres outsourced. Emergency 999 telephone call centres are starting to be outsourced by police and fire stations throughout the UK. Excellent. While a company making money out of your need to travel or drink clean water is one thing, soon a company could make money out of our need to be put out when we're on fire. Well, as you can see, the figures for quarter one were down. There just weren't enough house fires. Well, what are we going to do about this? I've got shareholders to think about. Quarter two should be better. Our parent company owns some water suppliers, and that hose pipe ban should really help. The London Fire Brigade, the biggest in the UK, has become the first fire service to outsource its emergency call handling. There are some benefits if you're on fire, and they don't get a fire engine out to you within an, an hour, you get a free garlic bread. They're doing it because they say the private sector could bring about £5 million saving. Why can't the public sector achieve the same? What will the private sector do to save money? Will they bring in new telephone operators on a minimum wage, or even worse? Hello, and welcome to the Fire Brigade Automated Phone Service. Your call is important to us. Calls may be recorded for training and autopsy purposes. I'm going to ask you a few questions to help us suit your fire extinguishing needs. Please state the location of your fire. Ah, I'm on fire here. You said, Tynan Weir. Is that correct? No! Help me, I'm burning! You said, done firmlin. Is that correct? No! I'm sorry, I can't understand you. Your call is being transferred to an operator. We are currently experiencing a large volume of calls. Please visit our website for tips on putting out fires. www.dropandroll.gov.uk So they're privatising the roads, downsizing the rails, privatising the 999 call centres. But at least we still have our National Health Service. Headline from The Guardian. NHS reform, health and social care bill passes its final hurdle. Oh, s***. The somenews.co.uk podcast. That's it for another episode. Check out somenews.co.uk. Get the e-newsletter, the Android app, or read it on a Kindle. Uh, any emails to podcast at somenews.co.uk. Follow on Twitter at Mr. Stephen Allen. And what else? Oh, subscribe via iTunes. Till next time. Bye. The Some News Podcast. Get more at somenews.co.uk.